This episode is sponsored by DHS Press. Find articles about everything Titans need to know at dhspress.com. Welcome back to Conversation with Creators, where I talk with artists of all kinds, from writers to painters to musicians, all from Dominion High School. Maiden Mason, your host. This episode, I'm here with Spencer Eckman, who's recently had his pieces featured in the um, Evening with the Arts. So, how are you doing, Spencer? I'm doing well. How are you? So, um, you're an artist, so tell me, what, what got you into art? How did you start making all these um, works of art? Um, it has always been my thing. Um, I go through phases. Sometimes it's just art. Sometimes it's art and biology. It's mm-hmm. just like whatever I'm immediately drawn to. Mm-hmm. And art's been the one thing that's really stuck. It, it's the hyperfixation? Yeah. I, yeah, I have really bad hyperfixation tendencies. And mm-hmm. so art has always been something that I've always been focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, even if like I am completely split on two different topics, yeah. art is always one of them. Uh, was, was there like a moment for you where it like sort of solidified? Because for me as a writer, I'd say for me when it solidified was like around maybe seventh, eighth grade. What about you? Um, probably eighth and ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, not one of those classes. Um, I don't know. Like there are years where it's my only thing that I'm into. And then there's other years where I don't take an art class Mm -hmm. at all. Um, And those years are always the worst ones. So um, I don't know, I guess it's been over the past two years over COVID for sure. COVID COVID did a lot of things. Um, So was it like the isolation? I think so. Yeah. Like I just finished a piece a few weeks ago that took me two years to complete. Yeah. And it was a decent sized piece, so like it makes sense. But still, I've never worked on something for that long. Yeah, it's like you, you don't see, you don't see any people, you don't see any of your friends, so you, you got to express yourself somehow. So yeah, I mean like FaceTime, thank God it exists now. But yeah. if this happened like 50 years ago, yeah, it would have been. I mean, it did happen 50 years ago, but still. 1918 Spanish flu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's go back to Evening of the Arts. So um, I obviously went to Evening of the Arts. I, I liked a lot of your pieces. One, one, one in particular, it, it was a um, black and white piece, and it had, a think, a bleeding heart, if yeah. I remember correctly. So that one's my favorite. So um, what, what, what inspired you to create that piece? What, what's, um, all those pieces you had at Evening of the Arts, what, what was the um, driving force behind them? Fear. So it's mm-hmm. for my AP concentration, mm-hmm. um, and I chose fear, like how it develops over the course of a human lifetime from birth to death even. Um, And that one specifically resides, I believe in like the late teens, early twenties where like either things go really, really well for you or they really suck. Um, So that piece was a piece that took me two years to complete actually. Um, I started it and then I dropped it for like maybe three months, got it back up again. And then it was just a back and forth constantly. Like it was not turning out the way that I needed it to. And finally, with the help of Ms. Polera, my art teacher, it finally looks the way I wanted to. And then it got in the evening of the arts. Yeah. Um, um, good question though, because like I'm a writer. So for me, if I like type in a Google doc, type in some stuff and decide, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna work on this right now. And then I come back to it like three months later, it's easy because it's just like words on the page. But for you as an artist, this is like, you have to move your hands. You gotta like do colors and all this stuff. So how do you come back to a piece? Um, I'm curious about that. So I am always working on something. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm working on four different pieces at once. Oof. My brain is just scattered everywhere at all times. Um, mm. So 
and I work big too. So it's not like I just have like a little tiny notebook where I just like sketch, oh yay, it's done. I work on like bigger canvases that I that physically take up space. Um, does does that make it harder to pick up? Because like I like this is big canvases and it's just like how do you pick up like something like that? It can be daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very, very daunting. Because when you see such something that's so blank and so devoid of everything, it's really scary to just like start into something. But mm-hmm. I've always just like been, okay, I have an idea. I'm going to get to it. Like I'm not, very rarely do I like really sketch. Mm-hmm. I have like ideas and I write them down and like I think about it, but I don't really sketch. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is a benefit for me, actually, because it means that I'm not limited yeah. to whatever is on the paper already. So um, back to the topic of fear. So that's that's the theme of your pieces, right? Yeah. So um, for, for the work I'm currently working on, Blood in the Stars, the web series, um, for my theme is legacy. And I chose the theme because it kind of felt prevalent in modern times. You know, we're, we're questioning the legacies of what came before. We're trying to make new legacies and stuff like that. Do you think that you chose fear because it was, like, relevant to the current climate? Because there's been a lot of fear recently, especially with, um, you know, current events. Yeah. Um, fear has always been something that I've been really interested in. Um, so I definitely do think that was an influence, but it was not the driving force. <laughs> um, I love the scary things. I love horror. I love gore i love making people feel uncomfortable simply by looking at something <laughs> like that to me is what true art is yeah. is it it makes you think it makes you wonder mm-hmm. but it either brings happiness joy or fear yeah or f- mm-hmm. sadness it one, of bring the, the, one of the basic human emotions yeah exactly yeah. like if it doesn't hold those emotions mm-hmm. then to me it's not art it's just a pretty picture um, there's been a lot of um, criticism of a lot of mainstream art recently that it's lost a lot of its, like, whether it's a TV show, a book, a painting, or movie, that's become sort of standardized to, like, appeal Redundant. to... Redundant, like, yeah. yeah uh, to appeal to, like, the mo- wa- most um, amount of people possible in order to make money. Do you think this is a problem? I do. Um, this is one of, like, the very... I love talking about this topic. Um, mainstream art in any medium has become we take what has already been done and we just change one thing and that's it. Like Like, I think a great example is the vampire diaries and then twilight and then all the millions of shows, movies and books that came out after that. Like even before that Mm -hmm. interview with the vampire, like that was like the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then even then some that was inspired by like ancient things that were like really popular. People love one type of thing mm-hmm. and they will take it any way that they can um so for me one of the big problems with like modern days that it doesn't feel like people are like creating art as much it feels more like just corporate you know money just money 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 and as an artist for me it feels really kind of restricting because it's like yeah i don't know i i might sound a bit conceited but it just for me i feel like art is more than just like a product it's it's something that you know is personal and expressive to me at least That's yeah like i had the same opinion like it feels very corporate it feels very like mm-hmm. you're doing this only to make money not for self-expression not mm-hmm. for joy not yeah. for any sort of like mm-hmm. releasing factor other than money yeah and that to me is no longer art now it's just a design that you did because someone told you to yeah like it's 
it's a product to appeal to the most amount of people, but it doesn't have any like heart in it. Exactly. Like, I don't know. It was, it's so odd how humans have just become, especially like later, like now we have gotten so used to like everything always being so accessible to us Mm -hmm. that we kind of forget that things used to be hard to find. You can never find these corporate designs 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. You'll have like a few of them, but they were viewed as like weird or like odd. You had like things that caught your eye on the shelf, Mm -hmm. not 50 different cans of soup with the exact same design, the exact same name. Yeah. Um, so back to um, evening of the arts. Um, how did it feel to have like another evening of the arts like after this two-year gap? Like, how does it feel to finally be back? So, as a senior, we get like our own boards. Well, yeah. AP Art and Art for seniors. Yeah. Um, we get our own boards with like we get to design it how we want. Um, so that's a first. Mm-hmm. But it's not my first time being in the evening of the arts. Yeah. Um, but but how does it feel to come back like after COVID? How does it feel to like be back? It feels great. It feels, it was really nerve wracking because I was like, this is the first time people are going to see my art like Mm -hmm. in a mass formula versus just like a, on Instagram or like I sent it to one of my friends, like, hey, like I just did this. It, it was, I can no longer control what they see Mm -hmm. other than what I put out. I I kind of got a sort of similar feeling when um, I got one of my short stories published in an anthology. Um, it's it's nerve-wracking in a way because it's like oh it's it's gonna be like out to the world and you start noticing all the little flaws you had but at the same time it's kind of exciting like I don't know if it's that that way for you but for me it was like people are finally gonna see like my name apart from like my friends and the people I try to force to read it yeah like I totally agree like it was so weird because I was there the entire night I opened the show and I also closed the show with um, the volunteers Mm -hmm. and with the teachers so I was there throughout all of it and to see how many people were holding up their phones to my paintings and taking photos and sending it to all their friends. That was like really nerve wracking, but exciting nerve wracking. But yeah, like it made me feel good. Like it made me like people want to share this with other people because it makes them Mm -hmm. feel something, whether it is they hate it and they want to show how much they hated other people. Mm -hmm. I don't care. But if uh, more people get to see my art, that's fine with me. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's why, um, like, sometimes when you see like web comics or like web series, people they, they put out print editions because even though it's like already there, like print editions, it's more likely to get seen. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, more people are m- more than likely going to stop at a bookstore yeah. and look at something that randomly popped up in their phone screen. Yeah. Or go clicky clicky on um the online sites. Yeah. Um, so what would you say your style of art is? Because all artists have a style in a way, even if they don't actively like look at it as such, what, what would you say is your style? So I had like a crisis a few months ago about this um, because I, like you're right, artists do have styles. Yeah. Um, and this, this is also gonna next back to like the corporate thing. Mm-hmm. People wanna have a style. People wanna be known for something. People yeah. wanna have a legacy. Mm-hmm. Like when you think in public Picasso, Pablo Picasso, you think of like such like rigid lines mm-hmm. and like a stark feature, like it's very abstract. So style does exist, but I don't think it's incredibly important. But for me personally, I feel my style is like very broad um, because I create things 
not with an intention to, I want this to look like all my other pieces or I want this to connect somehow. I make pieces and then later on in my head, I formulate how they're going to exist together. Yeah, sort of like a plot line in a way. Yeah, like, so. Like the, like the paintings are a jumbled collection of scenes and in your head you're thinking of how do these scenes fit together? Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's no longer a, I'm going to paint this thing and then this thing and then mm -hmm. connect it this way. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to paint all these things and then later I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Do you have any artists you look up to? Like anyone you just look at and go, I want to be that. Francis Bacon. I love Francis Bacon work because it is exactly what I think art is. It invokes some kind of feeling, in this case, fear mm -hmm. um, or uneasiness or just like the feeling of being uncomfortable, like that is what his art is meant to invoke. Mm -hmm. um, because when he created those pieces, that's how he was feeling. Yeah. I mean, growing up gay in like the mid 1920s in London yeah. wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, and so like later on in life when he finally got into art. It was a way to express himself. Exactly, like it was a way to like let go of everything that has been bottled up for years. Yeah. So like all that fear of like harassment and like hatred is now being released. And that's exactly what his art is. So uh, I do look up to him a lot. Did your fear come from a similar place um, or was it somewhere different? Um, somewhere a little different. So I grew up in the South. Yeah. Um, We're in the South right now. This is Virginia. Yes, but this is like a very liberal part of the South. Like although Virginia was the capital of the Confederacy, North Virginia, like Nova, Loudoun County, isn't quite that. Yeah. There's definitely people who do like have those views here um, as yeah. exist everywhere, but they don't stick out as a majority here. Yeah. Um, you, you grew up in deeper South? I grew up in a little small town called Vass in North Carolina. So like it was below, so like Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina mm -hmm. and mine was like four hours South. So I was even more Southern than like Southern. Um, so it was very, it wasn't easy growing up. Mm -hmm. And so like, I definitely do think a lot of my art comes from that, mm -hmm. um, especially because my portfolio is based on fear and how it grows throughout a year, yeah. throughout like lifetime. So like fear from birth to like early twenties, all of that's based on things that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And then everything from like mid twenties to death are things that I am might experience or am going to experience yeah. so like it's like the fear of not only getting old but the fear of experience something once i'm at that age yeah yeah i think we all kind of have a fear of getting old because you know just life's passing us by and we start to wonder like again back to the question of legacy what our legacy is gonna be yeah 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 um so what do you want to do in the future with your art? Do you want to take this to the next level? Do you want to start like doing commissions online? Do you want to like create things for like, um, I don't know, posters or something? Or are you going to like put your art sort of like in a box and sort of retire it? Um, definitely not the last yeah, one. Um, I am going to be attending the School of the Art Institute of Chicago next year. Ooh, nice, congrats. Thank you. Um, I went in with the idea that I'm going to be an art teacher. Mm -hmm. And that idea is slowly dying. Uh, um, so I need to figure out what my major is going to be, but I'd hope to 
work in an environment where art is my priority and not just a secondary. Yeah. So like, it's not commissions. I mm-hmm. hate commissions. Um, uh, oh, is um, there a reason why? Because usually artists love commissions. I don't like the idea of creating art for other people's joy or like other people's like involvement. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather create art. You're not a very collaborative person. No, I am, but I don't want to create art and then. You don't want to create <laughs> factory produced art. Exactly. Like commissions are oftentimes people just like want fan art or they yeah. want something that's pretty or they want something that makes them feel happy. Or they want something that we can't talk about this podcast because it's a school podcast. Exactly. Like they want something so specific and I don't want to conform to that yeah so i'd much rather just make what i want and then call it a day and if somebody likes it they like it they can have it give me as much money as you want me mm-hmm. to have um maybe like set up like a patreon or a ko-fi yeah like yeah. it's just like my art will never be for the enjoyment of people it'll be for the fear of people yeah yeah um now that this isn't to say that it won't never be that but at the moment it's not yeah. and i don't see it ever becoming that um, what, what, what do you envision your dream to be? Like what, if you like say 20 years from now or in your dream spot, what, what would you say that would look like? Um, I know I just said I want my art, like the art teacher idea is mm-hmm. dying, but yeah. honestly like an art professor, like a mm-hmm. high end art school, yeah. um, just like teaching other people how mm-hmm. to create things. And like, I, I truly do think I'm never going to get into commissions. And so like, I feel like I can say that now. Yeah. As like a, if I were to become an art professor, mm-hmm. I would actually encourage people to not take commissions uh, unless it's like what they want to do. And like, that's what they are, are focused on. Yeah. But if that's not something that people want to pursue directly, I don't mm-hmm. think it's worth it. But, um, sorry, back to your question. Um, yeah. it would probably be at an art school, mm-hmm. maybe in Chicago, maybe New York, maybe somewhere else Any entirely. Yeah, sure. I'd love to teach in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, German art schools are some of the most elite in this world. So mm-hmm. it'd be really nice to work there and mm-hmm. to like be able to, to not only like attend the school, but to be a defining factor on students' experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if I wasn't a art professor, it'd probably just be, um, honestly, only like a cafe. Uh, yeah. Like I love coffee. Mm-hmm. So the idea of having like art and coffee in the same room is amazing. To be honest, I could never really get into coffee, but I like the vibes of like an art house cafe. I'd say. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. exactly. Because it feels it, it would f- it feels different from sort of like the more corporate stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back to that topic again. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else you like to say about art, meaning of life? Um, if you want to make art, make art. Mm-hmm. Don't let the fact that you say, "Oh, I feel like I make art that a five-year-old would make." Okay, so make art that's like a five-year-old would make. It's not a big deal. And if you really hate it, no one else has to look at it, ever. And if they do, not a big deal. It was really nerve-wracking when I had the evening arts and everyone just, like, saw my work. Mm -hmm. But, like, after, like, ten minutes, I saw the looks on people's faces. And no matter what the look was, the fact that I changed their facial features that much was amazing to me. Yeah. I want to change people in the way that they think. Thanks for coming on. It's been really nice talking to you. You too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts like this, check out dhspress.com for more in life, sports, and so much more.